Section 10 of Gleanings in Buddha Fields. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Corinne LePage. Gleanings in Buddha Fields, Chapter 8 Buddhist Illusions in Japanese Folk Song. Perhaps only a Japanese representative of the older culture could fully inform us to what degree the mental soil of the race has been saturated and fertilized by Buddhist idealism. At all events, no European could do so, for to understand the whole relation of Far Eastern religion to Far Eastern life would require not only such scholarship, but also such experience as no European could gain in a lifetime. Yet for even the Western stranger, there are everywhere signs of what Buddhism has been to Japan in the past. All the arts and most of the industries repeat Buddhist legends to the eye trained in symbolism, and there is scarcely an object of handiwork possessing any beauty or significance of form, from the plaything of a child to the heirloom of a prince, which does not, in some way, proclaim the ancient debt to Buddhism of the craft that made it. One may discern Buddhist thoughts in the cheap cotton prints from an Osaka mill not less than in the figured silks of Kyoto, the reliefs upon an iron kettle, or the elephant heads of bronze making the handles of a shopkeeper's hibachi, the patterns of screen paper, or the commonest ornamental woodwork of a gateway, the etchings upon a metal pipe, or the enameling upon a costly vase, may all relate with equal eloquence the traditions of faith. There are reflections or echoes of Buddhist teaching in the composition of a garden, in the countless ideographs of the long vistas of shop signs, in the wonderfully expressive names given to certain fruits and flowers, in the appellations of mountains, capes, waterfalls, villages, even of modern railway stations. And the new civilization would not yet seem to have much affected the influence thus manifested. Trains and steamers now yearly carry to famous shrines more pilgrims than visited them ever before in a twelvemonth. The temple bells, still, in despite of clocks and watches, mark the passing of time for the millions. The speech of the people is still poetized with Buddhist utterances. Literature and drama still teem with Buddhist expressions, and the most ordinary voices of the street, songs of children playing, a chorus of laborers at their toil, even cries of itinerant street vendors, often recall to me some memory of saints and bodhisattvas, or the text of some sutra. Such an experience first gave me the idea of making a collection of songs containing Buddhist expressions or allusions, but in view of the extent of the subject, I could not at once decide where to begin. A bewildering variety of Japanese songs, a variety of which the mere nomenclature would occupy pages, offers material of this description. Among noteworthy kinds may be mentioned the utai, dramatic songs mostly composed by high priests, of which probably no ten lines are without some allusion to Buddhism. The nagauta, songs of extraordinary length, and the joruri, whole romances in verse, with which professional singers can delight their audiences for five or six hours at a time. The mere dimension of such compositions necessarily excluded them from my plan, but there remained a legion of briefer forms to choose among. I resolved at last to limit my undertaking mainly to didoetsu, little songs of twenty-six syllables only, 
arranged in four lines, seven, 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 five. They are more regular in construction than the street songs treated of in a former paper, but they are essentially popular, and therefore more widely representative of Buddhist influences than many superior kinds of composition could be. Out of a very large number collected for me, I have selected between forty and fifty as typical of the class. Perhaps those pieces which reflect the idea of pre-existence and of future rebirths will prove especially interesting to the Western reader, much less because of poetical worth than because of comparative novelty. We have very little English verse of any class containing fancies of this kind, but they swarm in Japanese poetry, even as commonplaces and conventionalisms. Such an exquisite thing as Rossetti's sudden light, bewitching us chiefly through the penetrative subtlety of a thought anathematized by all our orthodoxies for eighteen hundred years, could interest a Japanese only as the exceptional rendering, by an Occidental, of fancies and feelings familiar to the most ignorant peasant. Certainly no one will be able to find in these Japanese verses, or rather in my own wretchedly prosy translations of them, even a hint of anything like the ghostly delicacy of Rossetti's imaginings. I have been here before, but when or how I cannot tell. I know the grass beyond the door, the sweet, keen smell, the sighing sound, the lights along the shore. You have been mine before, how long ago I may not know, but just when at that swallow's soar your neck turned so, some veil did fall. I knew it all of yore. Yet what a queer, living difference between such enigmatically delicate handling of thoughts classed as forbidden fruit in the western Eden of dreams and the everyday Japanese utterances that spring directly out of ancient eastern faith. Love, it is often said, has nothing to do with reason. The cause of ours must be some end in a previous birth. Footnote Iro wa shiano, hokato wa edo. N is a Buddhist word signifying affinity, relation of cause and effect from life to life. End of footnote. Even the knot of the rope tying our boats together, knotted was long ago by some love in a former birth. If the touching even of sleeves be through N of a former existence, very much deeper must be the N that unites us now. Footnote. Allusion is here made to the old Buddhist proverb, Even the touching of sleeves in passing is caused by some affinity operating from former lives. End of footnote. Kuaho this life must be, this dwelling with one so tender, I am reaping now the reward of deeds in a former birth. Footnote. The Buddhist word kwaho is commonly used instead of other synonyms for karma, such as ingwa, inen, etc., to signify the good rather than the bad results of action in previous lives, but it is sometimes used in both meanings. Here it seems to be an allusion to the proverbial expression kwaho no yoihito, Literal translation, a person of good quaho, meaning a fortunate individual. End of footnote. 
many songs of this class refer to the customary vow which lovers make to belong to each other for more lives than one a vow perhaps originally inspired by the buddhist aphorism oyakoa aise fufuwa nise shujuwa sanze the relation of parent and child is for one life that of wife and husband for two lives that of master and servant for three lives although the tender relation is thus limited to the time of two lives the vow as japanese dramas testify and as the letters of those who kill themselves for love bear witness is often passionately made for seven the following selections show a considerable variety of tone ranging from the pathetic to the satirical in the treatment of this topic i have cut my hair for his sake but the deeper relation between us cannot be cut in this nor yet in another life footnote kamiwa kitemo nisemade kaketa fukai nishiwa kiromonoka literally hair have cut although two existences until deep relation cut how can it be by the mention of the hair cutting we know the speaker is a woman her husband or possibly betrothed lover is dead and according to the buddhist custom she signifies her desire to remain faithful to his memory by the sacrifice of her hair for detailed information on this subject see in my glimpses of unfamiliar japan the chapter of women's hair end of footnote she looks at the portrait of him to whom for two lives she is promised happy remembrances come and each brings a smile to her face footnote nise tochikirishi shashin no nagame omai dashite warigeo literal translation two existences that made alliance photograph look at thinking bring out smiling face the use of the term shashin photograph shows that the poem is not old end of footnote if in this present life we never can hope for union then we shall first keep house in the lotos palace beyond footnote totemo kono yode so are nunabara hasuno utenade arasetai literal translation by any means this world in cannot live together if lotos of palace in new housekeeping it is with this thought that lovers voluntarily die together and the song might be called a song of joshi end of footnote have we not spoken the vow that binds for a double existence if we must separate now i can only wish to die there oh what shall we do pledged for a double existence and now as we sit together the string of the samisen snaps footnote among singing girls it is believed that the snapping of a samisen string under such circumstances as those indicated in the above song is an omen of coming separation end of footnote he woos by teaching the law of cause and effect for three lives and makes a contract for two the crafty smiling priest footnote this song is of a priest who breaks the vow of celibacy end of footnote every mortal has lived and is destined to live countless lives yet the happy moments of any single existence are not therefore less precious in themselves 
not to have met one night is verily cause for sorrow since twice in a single birth the same night never comes but even as a summer unusually warm is apt to herald a winter of exceptional severity so too much happiness in this life may signify great suffering in the next always i suffer thus methinks in my last existence too happy i must have been did not suffer enough next in point of exotic interest to the songs expressing belief in pre-existence and rebirth i think i should place those treating of the doctrine of ingwa or karma i offer some free translations from these together with one selection from a class of compositions more elaborate and usually much longer than the dodoitsu called hauta in the original at least my selection from the hauta which contains a charming simile about the firefly is by far the prettiest weep not turn to me nay all my suspicions vanish forgive me those words unkind some ingwa controlled my tongue evidently this is the remorseful pleading of a jealous lover the next might be the answer of the girl whose tears he had caused to flow i cannot imagine at all by what strange manner of ingwa came i to fall in love with one so unkind as you or she might exclaim is this the turning of n am i caught in the wheel of karma that alas is a wheel not to be moved from the rut footnote meguru enkaya gerumo no watashi hikuni hikarinu kono ingwa there is a play on words in the original which i have not attempted to render the idea is of an unhappy match either betrothal or marriage from which the woman wishes to withdraw when too late End of footnote. a more remarkable reference to the wheel of karma is the following father and mother forbade and so i gave up my lover yet still with a whirl of the wheel the thought of him comes and goes footnote oya no ikende akira mete no mata de omoi dasu the buddhist word rinye or rinten has the meaning of turning the wheel another expression for passing from birth to birth the wheel here is the great circle of illusion the whirl of karma end of footnote this is a hauta numberless insects there are that call from dawn to evening crying i love i love but the firefly's silent passion making its body burn is deeper than all their longing even such is my love yet i cannot think through what ingwa i opened my heart alas to a being not sincere footnote kai kaito nakamushi yorimo nakanu hataruga miokugasu Nan no ingwade, jitsu naki hituni, shinuo akashite, a kuyashi. Literal translation I love, I love, saying cry insects then, better never cry firefly, body scorch, what karma because of, sincerity not is man to, inmost mind, opened, ah, regret it was formerly believed that the firefly's light really burned its own body end of footnote if the foregoing seem productions possible only to our psychological antipodes it is quite otherwise with a group of folk songs reflecting the doctrine of impermanency 
concerning the instability of all material things and the hollowness of all earthly pleasures christian and buddhist thought are very much in accord the great difference between them appears only when we compare their teaching as to things ghostly and especially as to the nature of the ego but the oriental doctrine that the ego itself is an impermanent compound and that the self is not the true consciousness rarely finds expression in these popular songs for the common people the self exists it is a real though multiple personality that passes from birth to birth only the educated buddhist comprehends the deeper teaching that what we imagine to be self is holy illusion a darkening veil woven by karma and that there is no self but the infinite self the eternal absolute in the following dodoitsu will be found mostly thoughts or emotions according with universal experience gathering clouds to the moon storm and rain to the flowers somehow this world of woe never is just as we like footnote tsukini murakumo hanani wa arashi tokaku ikiyo wa mama naranu this song especially refers to unhappy love and contains the substance of two buddhist proverbs tsukini murakumo hanani kaze cloud masses to the moon wind to flowers and mamani naranu waukiyo no norai to be disappointed is the rule in this miserable world ukiyo this fleeting or unhappy world is one of the commonest buddhist terms in use end of footnote almost as soon as they bloom the scented flowers of the plum tree by the wind of this world of change are scattered and blown away thinking to-morrow remains thou heart's frail flower of cherry how knowest whether this night the tempest will not come footnote asuarito omoku karuno ada zakura literal translation tomorrow is that think heart of perishable cherry flower this night in storm blow not is it certain end of footnote shadow and shape alike melt and flow back to nothing he who knows this truth is the daruma of snow footnote kagemo katachemo kiyureba moto no mitsuto satoruzo yuki daruma literal translation shadow and shape also if melt away original water is that understands snow daruma daruma or dharma the twenty-eighth patriarch of the zen sect is said to have lost his legs through remaining long in the posture of meditation and many legless toy figures which are so balanced that they will always assume an upright position however often placed upside down are called by his name the snowmen made by japanese children have the same traditional form the japanese friend who helped me to translate these verses tells me that a ghostly meaning attaches to the word kage shadow in the above this would give a much more profound signification to the whole verse End of footnote. As the moon of the fifteenth night, the heart till the age fifteen, then the brightness wanes, and the darkness comes with love. Footnote. According to the old calendar, there was always a full moon on the fifteenth of the month. The Buddhist allusion in the verse is to Mayoi, the illusion of passion, 
which is compared to a darkness concealing the right way. End of footnote. All things change, we are told, in this world of change and sorrow, but love's way never changes of promising never to change. Footnote. Kawaru kiyoni, kawara numonowa, kawaru maetono, koi no michi. Literal translation. Change changeable world in, does not change that which, we will never change. Saying of, love of way. End of footnote. Cruel the beautiful flash, utterly heartless that lightning, before one can look even twice it vanishes wholly away. Footnote. Honi tsurenai, ano inatsuma wa, futami minyuuchi, kiete yuku. The Buddhist saying, Inazuma no hikari, ishin no hi, lightning flash and flint spark, symbolizing the temporary nature of all pleasures, is here playfully referred to. The song complains of a too brief meeting with a sweetheart or lover. End of footnote. His very sweetness itself makes my existence a burden. Truly this world of change is a world of constant woe. Footnote. Words of a loving but jealous woman, thus interpreted by my Japanese friend. The more kind he is, the more his kindness overwhelms me with anxiety lest he be equally tender to other girls who may also fall in love with him. End of footnote. Neither for youth nor age is fixed the life of the body. Bidding me wait for a time is the word that forever divides. Footnote. Rosho fujono. Nideyari nagara, jisetsu matetsoa, kirei kotoba. Literal translation. Old young, not fixed of body being, time wait, to say, cutting word. Rosho fujo is a Buddhist phrase. The meaning of the song is, Since all things in this world are uncertain, asking me to wait for our marriage day means that you do not really love me, for either of us might die before the time you speak of. End of footnote. Only too well I know that to meet will cause more weeping, yet never to meet at all were sorrow too great to bear. Footnote. Allusion is made to the Buddhist text, Shō jahitsumetsu e shajori. Whosoever is born must die, and all who must meet must as surely part. And the religious phrase, Ai betsuriku, sorrow of parting and pain of separation. End of footnote. Too joyful in union to think, we forget that the smiles of the evening sometimes themselves become the sources of morning tears. Yet, notwithstanding the doctrine of impermanency, we are told in another dōduitsu that he who is never bewitched by the charming smile of a woman, a wooden Buddha is he a Buddha of bronze or stone. Footnote. Much more amusing in the original. Adonai goani, meyoanu monoa, kibutsu, kanabutsu, ishi botoke. Charming smile by, bewildered not, he as for, wood Buddha, metal Buddha, stone Buddha. The term ishi botoke especially refers to the stone images of the Buddha placed in cemeteries. This song is sung in every part of Japan. I have heard it many times in different places. End of footnote. 
and why a buddha of wood or bronze or stone because the living buddha was not so insensible as we are assured with jocose irreverence in the following forsake this fitful world that was lord buddha's or upside down teaching and ragara son of his loins was he forgotten indeed footnote rahula end of footnote there is an untranslatable pun in the original which if written in romaji would run thus ukiyo steota sorya shakasama sakasama yo ragara toyokoo waserateka shakamuni is the japanese rendering of sakyamuni shakasama is therefore lord sakya or lord buddha but sakasama is a japanese word meaning topsy-turvy upside down and the difference between the pronunciation of shakasama and sakasama is slight enough to have suggested the pun love in suspense is not usually inclined to reverence even while praying together in front of the tablets ancestral lovers find chance to murmur prayers never meant for the dead footnote eko surutote hotoke no maie futari mukaite konabe date literal translation repeat prayer saying dead of presence in twain facing small pan cooking hotoke means a dead person as well as a buddha see my glimpses of unfamiliar japan the household shrine konabe date is an idiomatic expression signifying a lover's tete-a-tete it is derived from the phrase chinchin kamonabe cooking a wild duck in a pan the idea suggested being that of the pleasure experienced by an amorous couple in eating out of the same dish chinchin an onomatope expresses the sound of the gravy boiling end of footnote and as for interrupters hateful the wind or rain that ruins the bloom of flowers even more hateful far who obstructs the way of love yet the help of the gods is earnestly besought i make my hyakudo travelling love's dark pathway ever praying to meet the owner of my heart footnote to perform the rite called o hyakudo means to make one hundred visits to a temple saying a prayer each time the expression dark way of love koi no yami or yamiji is a buddhist phrase love being due to mayoi or illusion is a state of spiritual darkness the term owner of my heart is an attempted rendering of the japanese word nushi signifying master owner often also landlord and in love matters the lord or master of the affection inspired end of footnote the interest attaching to the following typical group of love songs will be found to depend chiefly upon the buddhist allusions in the bed of the river of souls or in waiting alone at evening the pain differs nothing at all to a mountain the pebble grows footnote sai no kawarato nushimatsu yoi wa koishi koishi ga yamato naru a more literal translation would be in the sai no kawara dry bed of the river of souls and in the evening when waiting for the loved one koishi koishi becomes a mountain there is a delicate pun here 
a play on the word koishi which as pronounced though not as written may mean either a small stone or longing to see in the bed of the phantom river Sainokawa, the ghosts of children are obliged to pile up little stones the weight of which increases so as to tax their strength to the utmost there is a reference here also to a verse in the buddhist wasan of jizo describing the crying of children for their parents kichi koishi haha koishi see glimpses of unfamiliar japan volume one page fifty nine to sixty one end of footnote who furthest after illusion wanders on love's dark pathway is ever the clearest seeing not the simpler dull footnote clearest sighted that is in worldly matters end of footnote coldly seen from without our love looks utter folly who never has felt mayoi could never understand countless the men must be who dwell in three thousand worlds yet among them all is none worthy to change for mine footnote sanzen sekai ni otoko wa aredo nushini ni kayeru hito wa nai sanzen sekai the three thousand worlds is a common buddhist expression literally translated the above song runs three thousand worlds in men are but lover to exchange person is not end of footnote however fickle i seem my heart is never unfaithful out of the slime itself spotless the lotus grows footnote the familiar buddhist simile is used more significantly here than the western reader might suppose from the above rendering these are supposed to be the words of either a professional singing girl or of a joru her calling is derisively termed a toromizukagyo foul water occupation and her citation of the famous buddhist comparison in self-defense is particularly and pathetically happy end of footnote so that we stay together even the hell of the blood lake even the mountain of swords will signify nothing at all footnote shinoike jikokomo tsurugi no yamamo futari zurenara ittoyasenu the hell of the blood lake is a hell for women and the mountain of swords is usually depicted in buddhist prints as a place of infernal punishment for men in especial end of footnote not yet indeed is my body garbed in the ink-black habit but as for this heart bereaved already it is a nun footnote in the original much more pretty and much more simple sumino karomoni niwa yatsu senedo kokoru hitotsuwa ama hoshi ink-black koromo priest or nun's outer robe in body not clad but heart one nun Hitotsu, one, also means solitary, forlorn, bereaved. Amahoshi, literal translation, nun-priest. End of footnote. My hair indeed is uncut, but my heart has become a religious, a nun it shall always be till the hour I meet him again. But even the priest or nun is not always exempt from the power of Mayoi, I am wearing the sable garb, and yet, through the illusion of longing, ever I lose my way, knowing not whither or where. 
so far my examples have been principally chosen from the more serious class of dodoitsu but in dodoitsu of a lighter class the buddhist allusions are perhaps even more frequent the following group of five will serve for specimens of hundreds never can be recalled the word too quickly spoken therefore with emma's face the lover receives the prayer footnote the implication is that he has hastily promised more than he wishes to perform emma or yama sanskrit yama is the lord of hell and judge of souls and as depicted in buddhist sculpture and painting is more than fearful to look upon there is evident reference in this song to the buddhist proverb karu toki no jitsokeyo nasu toki no emageyo borrowing time the face of jizo repaying time the face of emma end of footnote thrice did i hear that prayer with buddha's face but hereafter my face shall be emma's face because of too many prayers now they are merry together but under their boat is jigoku blow quickly thou river wind blow a typhoon for my sake footnote jigoku is the buddhist name for various hells sanskrit narakas the allusion here is to the proverb under the thickness of a single boat plank is hell referring to the perils of the sea this song is a satire on jealousy and the boat spoken of is probably a roofed pleasure boat such as excursions are made into the sound of music end of footnote vainly to make him stay i said that the crows were night crows the bell of the dawn peals doom the bell that cannot lie footnote tsuki yo garasu literally translated moon night crows crows usually announce the dawn by their cawing but sometimes on moonlit nights they caw at all hours from sunset to sunrise the bell referred to is the bell of some buddhist temple the ake no kane or dawn bell being in all parts of japan sounded from every buddhist terra there is a pun in the original the expression tsukanai cannot tell a lie might also be interpreted phonetically as cannot strike a bell end of footnote this my desire to kill the crows of three thousand worlds and then to repose in peace with the owner of my heart footnote san san sekai no karasuo koroshi nushito soinaga shite mitai end of footnote i have cited this last only as a curiosity for it has a strange history and is not what it seems although the apparent motive was certainly suggested by some song like the one immediately preceding it it is a song of loyalty and was composed by kido of choshu one of the leaders in that great movement which brought about the downfall of the shogunate the restoration of the imperial power the reconstruction of japanese society and the introduction and adoption of western civilization kido saigo and okubo are rightly termed the three heroes of the restoration while preparing his plans at kyoto in company with his friend saigo kido composed and sang this song as an imitation of his real sentiments by the phrase ravens of the three thousand worlds he designated the tokugawa partisans by the word nushi 
lord or heart's master he signified the emperor and by the term soine reposing together he referred to the hoped-for condition of direct responsibility to the throne without further intervention of shogun and daimyo it was not the first example in japanese history of the use of popular song as a medium for the utterance of opinions which expressed in plainer language would have invited assassination while i was writing the preceding note upon kido's song the buddhist phrase sansen sekai twice occurring as the reader will have observed in the present collection suggested a few reflections with which this paper may fitly conclude i remember that when i first attempted years ago to learn the outlines of buddhist philosophy one fact which particularly impressed me was the vastness of the buddhist concept of the universe buddhism as i read it had not offered itself to humanity as a saving creed for one inhabited world but as the religion of innumerable hundreds of thousands of myriads of kotis of worlds footnote one koti equals ten million end of footnote and the modern scientific revelation of stellar evolution and dissolution then seemed to me and still seems like a prodigious confirmation of certain buddhist theories of cosmical law the man of science today cannot ignore the enormous suggestions of the new story that the heavens are telling he finds himself compelled to regard the development of what we call mind as a general phase or incident in the ripening of planetary life throughout the universe he is obliged to consider the relation of our own petty sphere to the great swarming of suns and systems as no more than the relation of a single noctiluca to the phosphorescence of a sea by its creed the oriental intellect has been better prepared than the occidental to accept this tremendous revelation not as a wisdom that increaseth sorrow but as a wisdom to quicken faith and i cannot but think that out of the certain future union of western knowledge with eastern thought there must eventually proceed a neo-buddhism inheriting all the strength of science yet spiritually able to recompense the seeker after truth with the recompense foretold in the twelfth chapter of the sutra of the diamond cutter taking the text as it stands in despite of commentators what more could be unselfishly desired from any spiritual teaching than the reward promised in that verse they shall be endowed with the highest wonder end of section ten recording by corinne lepage